Blog Talk Radio. For knowledge in the information age, high frequency radio network.
bitch, I ain't dropping a dime. I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line. I'm representing my mans on the block. The chopper working move, grams on the block.
would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation. There we go, yes. This is The Foundation, and we are high frequency. Welcome, peace. Welcome to the foundation where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So as always, we are looking to correctly apply correct information here on the foundation. Making sure my sound's coming through. I would like to say all thanks, honors. And praises due to the creator and the ancestors. But without them, we would not be here. I want to say definitely peace, shout out, salute to my big brother, Yusuf L. That is Uncle Yusuf L, High Frequency Radio Network, Private Side Solutions, SPC University. I mean, what can I say, man? That's. Shout out to Big Brother Yusufel. I would also like to welcome you to check out Welcome to TheFoundation.com. I say it every show. Check out the email list, PDF section. Um, check out the educational section. Get your passport, no social. Part one, part two. Get your trust primer. Over 18 documents handpicked by yours truly. If you just looking, you know, just jump in. And understand what, you know, trust is. Just, just you know, getting off on the good foot. Also, I have the trust series, part one and part two. You can check that out as well. That's on the educational portion. We got the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook page. You can find that. You can look a consultation. You can make a donation all from the same spot. And that is welcome to the foundation.com. I would like to say peace to all the listeners. I want to say peace to all the live listeners, all the live callers. I want to say peace to y'all Skype callers. Got several Skype callers in the building. <laughs> I want to say peace to all the live callers, like I said, internet listeners, archive listeners. Special shout out to the archive listeners. Definitely want to say peace to all the podcast listeners, those who are listening via MP3. Passed around, however you checking out the show, definitely want to say peace to you. As well as would like to say peace to all the trustees in private trustee training. As well as all those invested in their private education. Peace. You deserve a shout out. As well as peace to anyone that we've done business with in private, that would be the foundation, high frequency, so on and so forth. Um, anyone who was sent an email wish, I'm sorry, anyone who sent an email, well wishes, a current event, or you know anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation, definitely want to say peace to y'all. Thank you for tuning in today. Today we're just gonna talk about starting your family business. I mean, how you gonna fund your family estate? If you don't have a family business, I'm going to go into it. We got the, the, the document. This is a document starting your family business. It's put together by 
by by by us, by So L, the foundation. This is what I'm going to be going to. Y'all can email admin at Welcome to the Foundation if you would like to get your hands on this document. Definitely. Definitely. But in the meantime, let's jump straight in to these current events. Straight into them. Straight into them like blah. First and foremost, we got CNN Business. Britain finally has something world-beating. A deep recession. I mean, that's 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 a roast. They just roasted Britain. The Br- Britons woke up this morning to news that the UK economy shrunk by 20.4% in the second quarter. This is the worst slump on record, and it's the biggest drop of any major global economy. The crash follows a 2.2% contraction in the first quarter, meaning the economy is officially in recession. The country's finance minister, Rishi Sunak, said the figures confirm that hard times are here. Hundreds of thousands of people have already lost their jobs, and sadly, in the coming months, many more will. But while there are difficult choices to be made ahead, we will get through this, he said. Lockdowns necessitated by the coronavirus pandemic were the principal cause for the widespread economic destruction, but there is ample evidence that policy decisions made by voters and their elected leaders, both in the recent past and years ago, made the crisis worse than it could have been. We rewind to June 23, 2016. That's the day the British people voted by a narrow margin to leave the European Union, their biggest export market, and embark on a new future outside the bloc. Result was years of uncertainty, so on and so forth. Greatest recession in Britain, finally, in the largest recession, pretty much of a developed country in the world. Steinmark files for bankruptcy and will close most of its 300 stores, CNN business. Still, discount retailer Steinmark filed for bankruptcy and plans to close most of its nearly 300 stores, the 100. 12-year-old company blamed its failure on changing consumer habits and, of course, the pandemic, both of which, quote, have caused significant financial distress on our business, end quote, Steinmark CEO Hunt Hawkins said in a release today. Like other retailers, its operations were severely hit after the pandemic forced temporary store closures in many states. Tuesday morning files for bankruptcy, CNN Business, and will close 230 stores. Discount Home Goods retailer Tuesday morning filed for bankruptcy, blaming COVID-19 for prolonged store closures that caused an, quote, insurmountable financial hurt, end quote. Dallas-based chain said Wednesday, this is back in, I don't know, like last month or something, it will permanently close approximately 230 of its nearly 700 U.S. stores in cities where, quote, too many locations are in close proximity, end quote. The first phase of closures, which includes around 130 stores, is already underway. Yikes. Reuters.com, U.S. consumer prices push higher, high unemployment likely to keep lid on inflation. I want to point this out. Hold on. Because this Hold on, because this is 100% bullshit. Excuse my language, y'all. 
But I want y'all to know that when the Fed um, calculates inflation, they do not include food or energy costs, which is stupid. But they're going to sit here and say U.S. consumer prices are pushing higher. High unemployment is likely to keep a lid on inflation. So if, if, if prices for goods and services, consumer goods and services are pushing higher, how is that not inflation? U.S. consumer prices rose more than expected in July with the measure of underlying inflation increasing by the most in 29 and a half years amid broad gains in the costs of goods and services. The report from the Labor Department today, however, probably does not mark the start of worrisome inflation, and the Federal Reserve is likely to continue pumping money into the economy to aid the recovery from the recession. The jump in prices is likely an unwinding of sharp declines experienced when non-essential businesses were shuttered in mid-March to slow the spread of the virus. The higher prices further dispels fears I'm sorry, of deflation, a decline in general price level. That is harmful during the recession as consumers and businesses may delay purchases in anticipation of lower prices. Quote, this should end any speculation that the pandemic-related slump in demand will quickly push the economy into a deflationary spiral. End quote. This is Paul Ashworth, chief U.S. economist at Capital Economics in Toronto. Quote, but, I'm sorry, but, I'm trying to make they got a weird accent. This is not a sign that the U.S. is instead about to experience about a much high inflation because of supply restrictions, end quote. The Consumer Price Index rose 0.6% last month with gasoline accounting for a quarter of the gain. CPI increased by same margin in June. Excluding the volatile food and energy components, the CPI jumped 0.6% last month. See how they exclude this stuff? They say there's not inflation, but consumer prices are raising. But, oh, that's not inflation. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. CNBC, dollar slides as U.S. stimulus impasse ways. The dollar fell from one week high today as political wrangler and wrangling over a stimulus package for the U.S. economy halted its recent rebound. The dollar, however, rose to a three-week peak against the yen, climbing for a fourth straight session. The dollar-yen pair typically moves in tandem with U.S. Treasury yields because Japan has so many treasuries. Stronger than expected U.S. CPI numbers, meanwhile, briefly lifted the dollar against a basket of uh, currencies. Those CPI numbers are 100% rigged, y'all. But the market's focus was on the U.S. stimulus package. Investors are watching for signs of political impasse in Washington over a further rescue package for the economy can be overcome. Even U.S. Secretary Steven Mnuchin said today that the White House and top Democrats in Congress may not be able to reach a deal on the aid in the fifth day without talks on the stalemate blocking relief to tens of millions of Americans. Quote, over the long term, the fact that there is no stimulus package is a good thing for the dollar. If we're going to print another $3.5 trillion, that's bad for the dollar, end quote. This is Ronald Simpson, Managing Director, Global Currency Analysis at Action Economics in Florida. 
which is true. You know, the more stimulus that they print, the weaker the dollar gets. But even still, even though they're not including volatile energy and food prices, the dollar still slid. Meanwhile, I want you to pay attention to this. Because once this stuff hit, hit the mainstream, just pay attention. Economic clout makes China tougher challenge for United States than Soviet Union was. This is a crazy statement, as far as I'm concerned. You know, this it's it's um it's a direct um, comparison between China and Cold War area Soviet Union. China's global economic power makes the communist country in some ways a more difficult foe to counter than the Soviet Union during the Cold War, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said on a visit to the Czech Republic today. Pompeo called on countries around Europe to rally against the Chinese Communist Party, which he said leverages its economic might to exert its influence around the world. Quote, What's happening now isn't Cold War 2.0. The challenge of resisting the Chinese Communist Party threat is in some ways much more difficult. The Chinese Communist Party is already enmeshed in our economies, in our politics, in our societies, in ways the Soviet Union never was, end quote. The Cold War reference came after China's ambassador to London last month warned that the United States was picking a fight with Beijing ahead of the United States presidential election in November. U.S.-China ties have quickly deteriorated this year over a range of issues, including Beijing's handling of the coronavirus, telecoms equipment maker Huawei, China's territorial claims in the South China Sea, and down on Hong Kong. Pompeo's visit to the Czech Republic, part of the Soviet bloc until the 1989 Democratic Velvet Revolution marked the first stop on a swing through the region to discuss cyber and energy security. He used the occasion to swipe at both Russian and Chinese influence and lauded officials in the Central European nation of 10.7 million who took on Beijing over the past year. Um, I'm just going to keep it real. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Moving forward, top Federal Reserve official says the United States needs another lockdown to save the economy. Interesting. The government should again impose strict coronavirus-related lockdowns for a month or longer across the United States in order to boost the economy, a top Federal Reserve official said. Neil Kashkari, president of the Minneapolis, the Minneapolis Federal Reserve Bank, said the nation needs to control the spread of the virus, which is increasing across much of the country to get back on a path to economic health. Quote, that's the only way we're really going to have a real robust economic recovery. Otherwise, we're going to have flare-ups, lockdowns, and a very halting recovery with many more job losses and many more bankruptcies for an extended period of time, unfortunately. Akari said this on CBS's Face 
the nation. To do so, he suggested strict lockdowns, which is contrary to both President Donald Trump and many of his allies have been pushing in recent months. Quote, I mean, if we were to lock down really hard, I know I hate to even suggest that people will be frustrated by it, but if we were to lock down hard for a month or six weeks, we could get the case count down so that our testing and our contact, uh, contact tracing was actually enough to control it the way that is happening in the Northeast right now. They had a rocky start, but they're going and they're doing a pretty good job right now, Kashkari says. I don't know. What do you think? I think locking down is going to help. CNBC, European markets close sharply higher as U.S. stimulus hopes outweigh China tensions. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I didn't make this up. This is a straight-up headline on CNBC. Um, so, yeah, European stocks close higher as investors' hopes for a U.S. stimulus deal outweighed concerns over heightened United States Chinese tensions. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not, I'm not going to read anything more. Hopes, hopes and, 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 and sprinkles and, and, and glitter is what this stuff is running on right now. Reuters.com, Fed policymakers say economic growth will be muted until viruses contain. Because economic recovery will be gradual and slow until the virus is under control and Americans will have to learn to live with the virus for the next several months. Three Federal Reserve policy makers said today consumer spending will probably remain weak relative to the past as people avoid activities that require high levels of social interaction for health reasons, Boston Fed President Eric Rosengren said during an online event organized by the South Shore Chamber of Commerce in Massachusetts. Quote, the forecast for the U.S. economy this fall is quite uncertain. But my view is that the recent slowdown in economic activity that we have seen in high-frequency data is likely to continue. End quote. Reuters.com, S&P 500 finishes within points of record high. What? Yeah. <laughs> S&P 500 jumped today, but finished just short of its February record closing high in a broad rally led by tech-related stocks. Heavyweights like Microsoft, Amazon, and Apple were among the top boosts. I think, uh, didn't Tesla and another com- company say they're, they're they're splitting their stock or something? That would definitely have something to do with a rally as well. Is it a sustainable rally? I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell y'all this. I talk about the stock market so y'all can see how crazy and stupid it is and just stay away from it. You know, we all grown people. But, hey, record highs. The Fed is talking about consumer spending is going to be weak. They're talking about the it's going to be a long recovery multiple months, some talking about years, some Fed officials in Minneapolis are saying that there should be a, a, a nationwide lockdown again to help save the economy. Yet, uh-huh. we got record-breaking stock market valuations. This stuff is, this is what I was talking about. I said it's going to get insane. And here we go. This stuff is insane. Wall Street Journal, rising treasury yields challenge precious metals 
rally. Traders anticipate more swings as bond yields head higher, sapping the appetite for assets that don't offer income. Gold prices closed slightly higher after a wild trading session today, extending a volatile spell for the market as climbing yields on U.S. government bonds sap investors' appetite for the precious metal. Futures contracts for delivering gold in December, which notched a record high just last week, ended the day just a tenth of a percentage point. $1,949 a troy ounce in choppy trading. Prices moved in a wide range overnight and during the regular session in New York between a low of $1,874.20 and a high of $1,961 even. It is what it is. Still, though, gold loses ground as dollar firms, investors, I, U.S. stimulus gold prices retreated from all-time highs, hit in the last session, excuse me, as the dollar hovered near one-week peak. What's going on? Gold fights back after a steep decline as slowdown fears persist. Gold recovered today after dipping below the $1,900 level earlier and the day after registering its worst fall in seven years as Bleak economic data underscored concerns over a pandemic-led slowdown. Quote, this decline was a healthy correction. It allows more people to get in, so prices will rally again, and by the end of the year, we'll see new all-time highs with gold at $2,500 per ounce and silver at $35 an ounce. Quote, this is Philip Strebel, chief market strategist at Blue Line Futures in Chicago, well, to say we have all the same fundamental factors that supports gold. The U.S. Federal Reserve is going to remain dovish for an extended period of time. They have already said that they will allow inflation to rise above their targets. Large stimulus measures tend to support gold, which is often considered a hedge against inflation. You got the mainstream markets talking about that. It's, it's, it's interesting to me. And then last but not least, and we can jump into this, Uber CEO says its service will probably shut down temporarily in California if it's forced to classify drivers as employees. Um, Uber would likely shut down temporarily for several months if a court does not overturn a recent ruling requiring it to classify its drivers as full-time employees. Um, what we got here? If the court doesn't reconsider, then in California, it's hard to believe we'll be able. It's hard to believe we'll be able to switch our model to full-time employment quickly. End quote. This is Cole Koshrosahi. That's dope. He must be from India, man. Uh, CEO of Uber, 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 and rival Lyft both have about a week left to apply a preliminary injunction granted by a California judge on Monday that will prohibit the companies from continuing to classify their drivers as independent workers. Following the order, will require Uber and Lyft to provide benefits and unemployment insurance for workers. California's attorney general and three city attorneys brought the lawsuit against the companies under the state's new law, Assembly Bill Number 5. that aims to provide benefits to gig workers core to a company's business by classifying them as employees. And his decision granted the preliminary, preliminary injunction 
the judge rejected the notion that drivers should be considered outside the course of company's business, calling the logic a classic example of circular reasoning. All right, so they're gonna shut down. I don't know. Maybe um, if if they do shut down, it's gonna it's gonna affect a lot of people's income. And there's a lot of people that drive for Uber, Uber, especially in California. Especially in California, there's a lot of people that depend on the income. Number one, number two, um, classifying these independent contractors as employees, in my opinion, is a cash grab. It's a money grab. It's a money grab. Let me explain. Uh, independent contractors are able to sign up with Uber under their business, their LLC, or in some cases, their business trust. And in that way, they're allowed to um, deduct certain expenses that aren't allowed on an individual return um, if they you know, sign up with their business or LLC. Well, if you're classified as an employee and you have no choice in a situation where you could be a 1099 contractor, um, that's um, you know withholding taxes, employment taxes. There's going to be you know the FICA taxes, all types of stuff that's going to be withheld from people's money. You know Uber drivers they get paid what the next day I think, whereas now they're going to go to a two, a t- maybe a two week or a single week pay period. I just don't like it. Maybe it's good for the economy. Maybe there's a side of this that I'm not seeing, but I think the more regulation. That's outside of the scope of, you know, environmental protection, um, the protection of, you know, sex trafficking, stuff like that. All types, there's more regulation isn't a good thing, you know, and, you know, there's always going to be or there always could be an argument made for this is a good thing for people. They're going to be employees. They're going to get benefits. Um, is it going to be worth driving after this? Is it going to really change the dynamic of what is? are some people going to be like, man, they take this stuff out for the benefits. They're taking money out for the benefits. They're taking money out for the FICA. You know what I'm saying? They're taking money out for the Social Security. They're taking money out for the withholding. I, I, it's not even worth it for me driving anymore. It could be. It could be a situation like that. I don't know. You know, I haven't investigated this enough to get into it, but in my opinion, and, you know, due to my, you know, education and my understanding of, you know, the commercial realm, it is a much higher benefit to be a contractor than an employee. Much higher benefit. Employees are slaves. I know people who are 1099 contractors and they still, you know, they still get paid under, the, you know, the, the name. They don't, they don't use a business or a trust. And you know you get, they get the 1099 at the end of the year because you know employees get a W two, um, so you can go file your taxes. And um, contractors get a 1099 at the end of the year, so they can use that to file the taxes. Well, then they'll take the 1099 and then go file individual taxes, and then they get upset because they owe. Well, oh, because there was nothing being withheld from your check as an independent contractor. And this obviously kind of segues into what we're talking about, starting your family business. And um, I think a lot of people don't understand. Look, if you're going to be an employee, the best situation to be an employee, in my opinion, most people say, ooh, a government job, a Fed job, sure, maybe it's possible. I think the best situation to be an employee is at your family's business. 
100%. I mean, come on, man. At least the managers, the management, if it's not my family, let's say that the administrators were brought in to, you know, um, to run the business. Even if it's not my family, they're going to know that I'm part of the family and I would be treated at least with some sort of respect, you know? And yeah, there's stuff being withheld from my check and these different things, but at least with my family business, I could get like a bunch of fringe benefits. I might get a company car. You know, I might get a you know a company cell phone. I got to pay for my my cell phone is paid for. These are things that are excluded from taxable income. These are fringe benefits. Not all um, fringe benefits are excluded from taxable income, you know. But there are there are allowables. You know, company cars one of them that's excluded. Uh, a company cell phone is one of, another one that's excluded. You know, these are benefits of working for a family business. As a janitor, you can have a company car. And the company cell phone and other company, you know, um, benefits. If you're working for your family, how many janitors you know that got a company car and a company cell phone? The, the, the reason why is because we don't really know too many families that have their own business and employ the heirs and family members, whether they're 1099 contractors or they're straight-up employees. That's why. We've never seen a janitor with a company car. It sounds absurd, doesn't it? But then if I tell you, oh, well, it's my family's business and it's been my family's business for three generations, that makes sense why I'm a janitor running around with a company car and a company phone. It makes 100% sense. These are just a few of the benefits of having a family business. Family business, you know what your family can do. What's an interview for? Going to interviews, in my opinion, let's be honest, man, it's embarrassing. It's almost like dancing. You got to put a resume together. Oh, this is what I did, and this is my, my this is my, uh, and this is what I can do, and this, and this is me, and this is where I went to school, and this is who knows me, and this is a professional reference, and this is my, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, and then they're looking at it, and they're looking at it. Are you judging? Are you judging the heading? Are you, are you judging the, you know, the format? Are you judging the font that I used? Are you judging because I double spaced? Straight up, I'm gonna digress real quick. Double spacing. They look for that in, in, um. In resumes, they got this algorithm that looks for double spacing after uh, a period because a double space after a period is only for a certain era of people, or mostly only older people do that, and we don't do that anymore in business and stuff. So the algorithm will see that you double spaced in the resume, and they'll throw it out. You won't even get a call back. It's crazy, huh? These things that we don't even understand. But that won't happen with your family business. They don't care if you double space. You probably won't even need to do a resume. Because they know what you're doing. Now, if you have a, a, a self-respect, respect for your family and honor, you know, and you were taught, you know, how to how to carry yourself when it comes to, you know, representing the family name, you ain't gonna need no interview. You think your uncle's gonna want to interview you and have you sit in the office and tell and and, and dance for him? Nah, that's not for family members. You gotta, you gotta look at this from a different perspective. You know, um, <clears throat> there's a reason why you went, you went to public school, and they didn't teach you how to start your own business. Let's just stop. Let's just think about that for a second. There's a reason why you went to public school, and they didn't teach you how to start your own business. There's a reason why. You know what that reason is? It's not that you can't start your own business. It's not that you won't be good at it. It's because it's not in the public's interest for you to start your own business. It's in the public's interest for you to be an employee for you to be taxed like 30%, 40% on your income or whatever it is. 
That's in the public's best interest. But realistically, it's in your best interest to not do that. To get with a couple of your family members, maybe do it by yourself, quit crying, and start your family business. So real quick, and like I said, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. This is one of the documents that we created in-house. You know, we're starting to do more in-house stuff. Um, but as always, you know, this is all for educational purposes only. You know, don't give legal advice. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. Um, this is all opinions based off of my, you know, experience, so on and so forth. Not legal advice. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. I wouldn't even try. I, I'm, I'm no. I would never be an attorney or a lawyer. This is, you know, this is what I know, you know. Um, A family business is one of the primary means by which private estates are funded. I know a lot of y'all, I know most people are like, yo, I'm going to use the the all-cap name and I'm going to put the truck and blah, blah, blah. When y'all figure that out, holler at me. In the meantime, you know what I'm saying, there's there's mouths to feed and there's backs to clothe in the family. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm going to repeat it. A family business is one of the primary means by which private estates are funded. The business can bring exceedingly large amounts of income into the family estate for multiple generations if it's properly, one, created, two, administered, three, scaled, and four, protected. Keep in mind, all successful businesses offer value to customers through the sale of a specific good or service. Creating a quality good and serve—I'm sorry, quality. Creating a quality good or service and applying proper business techniques. Wow. Creating a quality good or service and applying proper business techniques by way of an LLC or corporation partnership, etc is what separates most with regards to wealth. Hands down, you'll never get rich working for someone's job, someone else's company. It it won't happen. It's not ever going to happen. I'm going to say it again. You'll never get rich by working for someone else's company. The specific type of entity used will depend on your particular business, jurisdiction, and situation. We tend to lean towards you, um, LLC structure due to the elasticity and protections, but research and diligence should be applied in determining which corporate structure is right for you and or your state. There are many books and resources available for running a successful business, and it is recommended that you invest as much time as you possibly can learning and applying the principles and attributes of success. Above all, there is no substitution for actual experience, regardless of your doubts, concerns, or lack of knowledge. Get out there and begin. You either work for your family business or you work for someone else's family business. So, uh, the general procedure for legally creating a business is not difficult. It is as follows. Number one, choose a business name. Your business needs a name. You want to choose a name that means something to you or your family. You may simply want the name that consists of initials of family or numbers associated with a birthday or special occasion. doesn't matter. Don't overthink the name. You can use letters, numbers, words, or a combination of both. It is important 
that the entity name being created, LLC, INC, partnership, etc., has its designation. You will have to put LLC or INC, etc., depending on the type of entity, at the end of the company name. For example, Foundation LLC. After you choose the name, search the chosen name at the state level. Make sure your business name is available before paying the filing fee. If the business name you want is unavailable, simply choose another business name or add, remove words or letters to make the name unique. Just because someone has the name that you want doesn't mean you can't make something very similar to it. A lot of people will stop and be like, oh, I got to think of a whole new name. You don't. You don't. If your name is, is, is you want to do a name for a business called um, uh, Sweet Red Roses, and you, they got Sweet Red Roses LLC already, okay, well, Sweetest of the Red Roses LLC. You can just kind of play it out. It's up to you 100%. Um, number two, file the business documents. Most businesses are created or organized at the Secretary of State. Some may be organized at the county level. Make sure you know the rules and policies for your jurisdiction regarding incorporation or organization. You may need to list managers for the LLC or shareholders if organizing a corporation. Some jurisdictions, you don't have to list managers. You don't have to list anything but an agent. Um, other jurisdictions, they want a bunch of information. Every state is different. Um, you want to check with the state. You can, you know, you can book a consultation. I'll help you. I'll help walk you through your specific situation. But this is overall. Um, you may need to. Uh, you will need an address for the business for business credit. A commercial address. If you don't have a commercial address, you may use a residential. You will need a list to list an organizer. Organizers are not necessarily a part of the company. For example, law offices offer services of organization and registered agents for those not residing in the jurisdiction of the state. Be sure to ascertain whether the information being requested is required. Some jurisdictions add an additional information sheet where they're requesting the number of employees, type of business, etc. Oftentimes, this information is not required and as such should not be included. It may be advantageous to ask an employee what information is absolutely required. And then you've got to pay the filing fee. So um, filing fees vary from state to state. Some fees are as low as $50, some as high as $600. Be sure to arrive prepared to submit the fee. Uh, number three, obtain an employer identification number from the Internal Revenue Service. Um, IRS Form SS4 is what is used to obtain the EIN. Use the business name, address, registered agent if needed, and organizer. Um, the form may be completed online at irs.gov. This allows for immediate receipt and printing. An option receive online is selected. You may also fill out the paper form and submit via U.S. mail. You will have to wait to receive the EIN documents by mail if you submit this way. Um, next, number four, open a bank account. A business bank account is essential for the validity of your business. Any commercial bank, Wells Fargo, Chase, etc., will be very familiar with business accounts. Opening deposits and minimum deposits vary. 
A minimum deposit is an amount a bank requires in an account to avoid checking service fees. Um, this fee typically ranges from 5 to $35 a month and can usually be avoided by initiating a certain number of debit card transactions within the calendar month. An opening deposit is a minimum amount required to be initially deposited to open the account. Opening deposits are typically $25. The reason why I wanted to touch on that is because a lot of people will see that there's a minimum deposit amount, and they look at that, and it says like $1,500 or $1,000 or something like that, and they think, oh, man, I can't open the account. You can open the account. What a minimum deposit means is that's the minimum amount of money that they require in the account to where it doesn't incur a service fee. As long as you keep the, like, some banks are different. Some are like, they go by average days in the month. So if the majority of the days in the month, if there was more, there was $1,500 or more, then there won't be a service fee. It doesn't mean that you need $1,500 to open the account. It doesn't. You can, you can still open an account without a minimum deposit, uh, without the minimum deposit required to avoid the fee. They're just going to charge you a fee. Like I said, it's from like five to thirty-five dollars. Um, I hate those fees. I consider that um, what you call it uh, negative interest rates, kind of for real. But I just wanted to be clear. You got you can you can typically open an account at every single bank or any bank with twenty-five dollars. So you know, just pay attention to what they're saying and ask questions if you have any questions. Just you know, asking questions is a sign of intelligence. Um, you got to make sure that you have that you're organizing documents or your articles of organization or articles of incorporation or your certificate of organization. You got to have your employer identification number, paperwork from the IRS. You got to have valid identification. You have to have no files in check systems and the minimum open deposit, which is usually $25. Now, now, a lot of people get weirded out when they go to open up their bank account and even trustees, you know, when they go to open up, you know, a trust account, you know, they'll, They'll get in there, and then they, you know, the the banker wants to wants um, the CID, and then they want to ask for the social security number. And I'm just gonna say this, you know, um, when you have a bank account, you know, you you're in control of a bank account. The bank will open up the bank account in the name of the business, in the name of the trust, or whatever. But anyone who has dispositive authority over the account, over the account. Anyone who um, is able to write checks, is able to make deposits, who is able to make withdrawals, um, custody, care, and control is what they call it. They want to run you through check systems. Make sure you're not writing bad checks, hiding checks, you know, um, because that's a liability to the bank. How they do that typically is a CPN or a Social Security number. Um, I do know people, individuals, who've been able to open a bank account without giving them a social, but I'm going to tell you the key thing about that is if you hand them a, a, a state driver's license, state identification, or you hand them a, a passport, they are trained to ask for your social security number. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, once you have the bank account open, you are officially in business. And a lot of people, you know, say I got a bank. I mean, we'll say, you know, I got a business. I got this LLC. Uh, I open up the bank. Uh, well, not. They'll say I got a business. I got an LLC. 
and you know, I've been doing business. I'm like, yeah, you got a business bank account? And they be like, well, nah, I've been doing it, you know, through my personal account. Man, you don't have a business, man. You have a glorified, really expensive sole proprietorship. You're 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 a really you're you're a super expensive sole proprietor. And it's because it's it's more than just having the articles of organization. It's more than just having the EIN of the business. It's more than just having um, a business address. There are multiple things that are looked at with regards to the validity of the business as a separate separate and distinct entity, separate from the creators or organizers or members, shareholders, whatever. Part of that is the entity must have its own bank account. (laughs) It must have its own property or res or, you know, whatever. It must have its own governing documents and instruments. Now, if you're talking about an LLC or a corporation, that's articles of organization, certificate of organization, so on and so forth. But the governing, the governing quote, documents or governing entity of an LLC or corporation is always going to be the state. When you're talking trust, it's going to be the trust indenture, the declaration, the declaration of trust, and any of the attached minutes. You need all of these things. You need the governing document, the articles of organization, you need the EIN, you need the bank account. You need the if you're if you're looking to build a business credit profile and establish business credit, you need a commercial address. And absent any of these things. I'm just gonna say you have you have a glorified sole proprietorship. What I got here. There are at least two more items you want to take care of in order to properly operate due to specificity of information necessary. It is recommended that you either consult a CPA or tax attorney or book a consultation at welcometothefoundation.com. Um, I'm just going to tell you all because, you know, we're dealing with dual jurisdictions when it comes to corporations and LLCs. I'm going to say that again. When you're administering and operating a corporation or LLC, that LLC being administered is operating in dual jurisdictions. Those dual jurisdictions being state and federal jurisdictions off top, if your LLC corporation, partnership, your family business is transacting in Federal Reserve notes. That's dual jurisdiction. Federal Reserve notes are federal. Your business, your LLC, your corporation, your partnership is a state entity. 
It's a state entity. So in all reality, in all seriousness, the dual jurisdictional element that exists with regards to LLCs, corporations, partnerships, etc., does not simply exist simply because of the use of Federal Reserve notes. You applied for a federal employer identification number on behalf of a corporation or LLC or partnership. So it's a state entity with the federal EIN similar to a state individual birth certificate with a federal social security number. And I have had, because, you know, I'm a private consultant by day, real estate, stuff like that, but private consultant by day, corporate structure, private wealth management, I've had a lot of clients open up a business, LLC, corporation, whatever, got the federal EIN, got the bank account open, they went to legal Zoom. LegalZoom sent them all this paperwork, all these minutes, and all, all these authorized. Just, you know, it looked official. They sent it in a folder with the name of the company on the front and, you know, all this. And they, I think they even included a, a, a corporate seal. Like, a, you know, it's, you, you, you grab it and you put it over the paper and you, you squeeze it and it puts a seal on the paper in the name of the company name, man. It's pretty elaborate. It was, I'm telling you, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. So this guy, he's operating his business as a business. He's looking at publication 535, which is business expenses. He's looking at publication 15B, which is friends benefits. He's looking at all these things, and he's doing it by the book. And after the year, the end of the year comes, and he goes to an accountant. I think it was an H&R Block, probably. That's what he's used to. You know, this guy's an ex-employee. He just started his own business. So he went to H&R Block or some, you know, expensive tax preparation servicer. I can't remember how much it was. I just remember seeing it and was like, that's. That's pretty expensive for preparation of a corporate return. It's an expensive eleven twenty. So they pop this 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 tax preparer, accountant, whoever it is, I don't know who he was. I don't know what the, I don't know. Files the return, the corporate return. Guess what happens? You know what happens? Anybody can guess what happens? Anyone <laughs> The return gets It gets returned The return Is returned Right And this is when he comes to me This is when he comes to me He books a consultation I go meet up with the guy And he tells me Look I started this company I operated for the whole year Did the tax return They returned it 
and said that they didn't know something, something. Here's a letter. I read the letter that the IRS sent. The letter said, we have no record of this entity. Please claim all profits and losses on your individual tax return, Schedule C. And he was freaking out because if he did that, he was going to lose write-offs, deductions, or expenses and different stuff. And he was going to have to pay a higher rate of tax on the individual side than he would have on the corporate side. And he was not happy. He was not happy. He wanted me to help. He wanted me to help fix it. So, I told him I was honest with him. I'm like, I can't help you. You missed, you missed it. You didn't classify. You didn't elect for the entity to be taxed as a corporation on the federal level. He's like, what do you mean? I went to legal zoom. They charged me like over a thousand dollars. I got this corporate seal. I got the, what do you, I got the updated package. I, I, I paid extra. For the extra package here And he handed me the folder This is the folder I was telling you about It looked It was great It was a great I mean look It was a very professional looking folder And it was a great presentation For corporate documents But I'm trying I told him like Look man they, Your entity isn't classified It's not elected to be taxed As a corporation On the federal level The state Recognizes Your LLC As a limited liability corporation Of course Your state recognizes it so in the, at the state level, you can do a, you know, a corporate return. But at the federal level, they don't. They have no knowledge, and it's too late. The election must be made within like I think 30 days or 60 days of creating the entity. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you honestly, this guy once he realized his mistake and that it was nothing he could do, he was done. He was done. And right now, this day, I still know this guy Checking him every once in a while He has a job, he went and got a job He worked so hard That first year At his own family business And it wasn't because he wasn't smart It wasn't because That he wasn't dedicated It wasn't because he um, Was a bad guy It wasn't because He didn't have discipline it wasn't because he was immature. It was because he didn't know what he didn't know. And that you're dealing with dual jurisdictions. When you're dealing with an LLC, a corporation, a partnership, a limited liability partnership, LLP or whatever. It's a state-created entity with a federal EIN. You have to elect To be taxed as a corporation On the federal level Otherwise it is automatically a disregarded entity And that's what the IRS calls it A disregarded entity And that's why I say it's a glorified Really expensive sole proprietorship Really expensive And it's a tough lesson to learn And some people don't make it past that lesson It's, it's really It takes a lot of, of The wind out your sails so to speak, when you work that hard for that long and, and follow the rules, but because of some technicality, you're going to be penalized and punished. And that's the way the system is set up. I'm just going to let you know. 
I've seen it. It destroyed him. You ever seen, like, you ever watched somebody die on the inside? Now, that's what I watched. His, I watched his face. I watched him die on the inside. And he went and got a job. I think he went back to school. He ended up going back to school, got into more debt, and got a job. And I think the last time I talked to him, he said that he's happy because of the pandemic because he gets to work from home. And if it wasn't for that, he would have quit his job. Start a family business. Quit playing. Look, no one's coming to save you or your family. And as legend would have it, <laughs> you're probably the the only one in your family that can do anything about this. This multi generational situation that we're in, you're you're likely the only one that can do anything about it. And for years, as you work, as you decide, I'm going to start my family business. I'm going to establish my private estate, my business trust. My family asset trust. My family trust. Those first three years, four years of work that you put into the reestablishment of your private state and starting your family business, it's gonna, it, it, you're never going to get thanks. You're not going to get acknowledgement. You're not going to get pats on the back. It's going to be several years before anyone is even aware of what you're doing And then you got people in families You know you got people who are just jealous Or haters or envious who aren't going to recognize Or say good job Or say thank you But it's not about that It's about It's about the reestablishment of the Private estate It's about setting this stuff up for the future generation. And at the very least, it's about working for yourself and not working for someone else. Not working for someone else's family. While the family gets the fringe benefits of the company and you get peanuts. Maybe a 401k match at 7% or something ridiculous. And stock markets that are crashing. I call upon everyone that has ears to hear it is time for you to start your family business. I'm here to help you. I'm definitely, I'm down. I got your back. Email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. If you know my, my cell number, call me. Shoot me a text. Me assisting you setting up your family business, your LLC, whatever you want to do, getting it properly classified and helping you get your operating agreement, setting up um, your business credit profile and setting up your business credit. That's all included in trustee training. There's no extra donation for that. I feel true private administration. You know, if you're administering your private estate, the family business, even if it's a public entity, is a part of that. And it's been a part of that. In American history, for hundreds of years, has the family business been a part of the private estate? Hundreds of years. Hundreds of years, man. 
This is no game. This is no joke. And, you know, we we out here thinking that we have time when we don't. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. And we walk around acting like we're guaranteed 80 years or something like that. And we're not. We're not. You're not even guaranteed tomorrow. We're not even guaranteed four hours from now. So do something. Do something for your for yourself and your family at the same time. Start your family business. And if you need help, email me. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Book a consultation at welcome to the foundation.com. Go rent the book from the library. Do something. Do something. Because I'm not going to say that I'm the end all be all of setting up and, you know, reestablishing your private estate. I would like to say that I, you know, be pancake and toes heavier than anyone else out here with this information. But if I can just spark you just to start something, I, you know, I don't care where you go or how you do it, as long as you go to to the top, you know. And that's what it is. Exactly what it is. So that, you know, that's the foundation I started your family business. It's, it's important. It's, it's you know. It's 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 been a it's been a, a pretty much lifelong campaign for the public to convince you that you aren't capable of starting a business and it's not or it's not worth it. It's not worth starting your own business. Ah, don't worry about that. Just go get a job. And when you go get a job, it's at someone's business that they started. It's very I don't know. A lot of people don't see it the way I see it though. But it's, to me, it's right in front of my face. It's right in front of my face. Are you going to start a business? That's hard, man. Oh, that's hard, man. You know, most businesses fail in the first day of the People just start saying all types of stuff. And yet, you want me to go get a job at a business that was started by somebody. How does that make sense? Unless you're saying, oh, well, you get a job to supplement your income until the business that you start can, you know, can support you and your family. Okay, something like that. But then trying to straight discourage someone from starting their business? I think there's shame in that. But hey, that's just me. I could be, you know, I could be completely off my rocker. 100%. I don't know. But ultimately, it is what it is. But real quick, we got about five minutes left in the broadcast. I'm going to, I'm going to stream. We'll stream a little bit. I'll take some phone calls and whatnot. So you want to call in 424-222-5250 or you will be disconnected in about five minutes. And I will say I told you so. And I will say I told you so. I know people talking about, yo, I'm going to get a shelf court, get a shelf court. Yo, you should have a shelf court. It should be a family, family business. Why not? Why not have two or three? And then rotate them, right? And take one and work that for 30 days. Apply for, you know, business credit, buy some stuff with it, whatever. And then put it down and pick the other one up and work that one for 30 days. You know, buy some stuff, trash bags, some dish soap, whatever. And put it down. Pick the other one up and work that for 30 days. And every quarter, 
you work the three businesses, LLCs. Now, you can use shared office spaces, um, mail forwarding centers and stuff like that. That's to me. That's all that should be. You should be paying for. It's some sort of mail service, mail forwarding service. So you got a commercial address attached to the business. Other than that, nah. You should be paying for stuff you already paid for. Like I said, dish soap, garbage bags, and stuff like this. This is how you build business credit, family. And if you have um, um, a contract and access to a public facility, you can, you know, allege. That in that facility, you know, your business office or whatever, there's bathrooms, there's floors, there's a refrigerator, might be a stove, a microwave, which require all the same things that are necessary at home, too. So, hmm, let me get two brooms. Let me get one broom for the bathroom and one broom for the main room in the office. And oops, one broom went home. How'd that happen? Did I steal it? No. Just using the broom at home, man. It belongs to the company. The company can't even buy this stuff and sell it to the family trust at a small discount. Or at no at you know at no cost. I'm sorry, at cost. There's a lot of different ways you can do this stuff. But building business credit is as simple as grabbing the things that you already grabbed for your household, just doing it through the business. Envelopes. You know, I grabbed a box of envelopes from Uline. Was it Uline? Yeah, a box of envelopes from Uline. I ain't going to need to buy envelopes for like seven, eight years. And I think the box of envelopes was like $60 or something. Things like that. Windex, pine saw, dish sponges, washing powder. Vacuums, fans for the summertime. You name it. You line got a got a cat uh, a catalog thicker than the Bible. All types of stuff in there. Over half of it you ain't gonna need, but you gonna get to that janitorial section. I bet you use most of that stuff in there. Build the business. I'm trying to tell y'all, but hey, it is what it is. Start your family business. Quit playing around. Start your family business. Hit you with that shame if you don't. I'm just playing, but I ain't joking. I'm going to go to the phone lines, man. Um, 424-222-5250. Like I said, about two minutes left in the broadcast, and then we're going to get cut off. But, uh, you know, I want to know what y'all think. Definitely interested. Um... Let's, let's do a familiar number first. Uh, 929 Peace, King. This is Sister Yvette. 
Peace, communities, kings and queens, my brother. It's been a bit. I'm trying to stay under the radar, trying to get things in order. Time is short. I need my people to understand that they need to get themselves in order. Family business, family trust, you got to get yourselves in order. The stars... The, the atmosphere is not lining up for us as a people. We have to line it up now. You watch the times. You watch the situations. From the time some of you have called in here, and you know who you are, the sovereign citizens out there, the real estate citizens out there, all of y'all different communities, you've been calling in, you've been listening, you've been trying to get yourselves in order, you're trying to find out why information is correct, why information is right. Let me tell you something about my brother Saltow. Love him, hate him, he's real. He's going to tell you exactly how it is. Now, if you want to feel good, go ahead with the gurus out here because they're going to make you feel good until your money is gone. If you want your stuff to line up correctly, book a consultation. Get yourselves in order. Now, some of you have profited during this pandemic. A lot of you lost your jobs. You will not get them back. You got your unemployment. You got your stimulus. I hope and pray that a lot of you invested in some precious metals, you booked your consultations. You started lining yourselves up. Pay for your private education, people. I cannot stress that enough. Because the next couple of months, oh, it's going to get critical out here. And I hope you all have it together. Now, all of y'all that procrastinated, everything doubled on you. The silver... The gold went up almost $400. It's going up. Everything's going up. Our food prices are going up. Our taxes are going up. Everything is going up. All of us in the private, we don't have those issues. All of those in the public, you definitely have those issues. Pull yourselves in. Check yourself. Now, unfortunately, we needed that reality check us to realize things ain't the way it's going to be anymore. You worked for everybody else. It all folded. Everybody else left you in the dust. Work for yourselves now. Line yourselves up. You haven't heard from me in a while because I'm watching everything that's going on out here. Am I happy with what's going on? Definitely not. Now we as a people have to fall back because they're attacking us. What we're crying for, what we're struggling for, what we're fighting for, they're trying to kill us in the mix. Fall back, get yourselves in order. Get your businesses in order because things are closing down, and if we don't watch, we're going to get caught up in the close down. Check yourself, reevaluate, let's start again. But for us, 
Bye for that. My brother, keep doing the good work. Keep doing what you got to do. If you pancaking, I'm sorry you pancaking if, if that's what they call it. Because the way I see it, most of them are out there fleecing. So if you're pancaking their toes, I prefer you pancake their toes. Then they fleece my people out of their money and leave them stuck. Keep doing what you do. If they don't like your prices, go to the suckers that's going to take all their money and leave them holding the bag with nothing. Because a fool and the money soon depart. Fools don't hold on to money very well. They don't hold on to anything very well because they are fools. A fool doesn't take wise counsel because they don't know wise counsel. My brother, you keep doing the good work. We'll talk. Peace, my brother. Peace all the communities that are in here. Sovereign citizens, behave yourself. They're coming for you. They're studying the laws. They're changing them. You can file anything in the court of law, even a ham sandwich. But at the end of the day, if it's not executed properly, it's going to get tossed out, and you just got an enemy. Be careful, kings and queens. Peace, communities. Peace, my brother. Peace, Sister Yvette. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I ain't heard from you in a minute, but I know you holding it down, taking care of business. Okay, I appreciate the heads up. Yeah, public is locking down, y'all. It's not over. It's not over. Listen to the sister. Listen to the mother. 718-8092. Peace. Which name are you calling from? Where'd it go? Okay, they must have fallen off. Or maybe not. What's going on with the switch? Okay, well. All right, well. There went the switchboard. It's not responding. I'm trying to refresh this. Let me see if I can refresh it. Nope. Nope. Looks like that's a wrap on that. Sorry about that. Uh, I know we had other callers, man. Things just froze up. Just froze up. But, I mean, look, I trust that y'all are picking up what I'm putting down. I've been doing this for a long time. It's crazy. You know, I was thinking about how long I've been on the air. It's, it's, I don't know. I got to really think about it. You know, I think it was like four years over. It's more than four and a half, almost five years that I've been on the air. I've been on High Frequency Radio Network. And I think, I think, um, I think the theme has been pretty consistent. 
Um, that thing being, you know, it's time for us to, you know, be accountable. It's time for us to start taking responsibility for ourselves and be accountable for our actions and our behaviors and our thoughts. And that's the only way that we're going to really truly take control of our lives and stop being a, some sort of slave or some sort of programmed, you know, individual programmed by your parents, programmed by your, your, your environment, pro, programmed by your traumas, programmed by your fears, programmed by your insecurities. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody. I think this is as close as it gets. You know, someone out here, like Yusuf L or something, you know, just putting out the information, just, you know, trying to wake people up, trying to add a solution into the mix with everybody articulating, pontificating what the problems are. But I, I know for a fact no one's coming to save you, you know what I'm saying? Not nope. And, you know, we live in the age of information. It's twenty twenty. Yeah, it's crazy. Twenty twenty hit us in the face like like an angry step parent. But it's still the age of information. It's also still, you know, the United States of America, you know, the land of the free, home of the brave, so they say. And there's a lot of opportunities, land of opportunity, land of milk and honey, land of lot, you know, land of lakes. <laughs> I'm clowning, but I'm dead serious. And when we change our minds and we change our, our thoughts, when we change the way I, we think from the thought processes of having things done to them and not being in control to the thought process of just witnessing things and it's not happening to me I'm just seeing it and knowing that my power is in my choice and to start actively choosing that's what it is so you know I trust that I um, was able to put down some something valuable for you you can email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. I will send you the document. You know, I'm not going to play no games. You can have it for free, not for the fee. And, you know, if you need an assistance, you want to jump in trustee training, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. I'm about to probably do, um, we're going to do another, uh, like, I don't know, reduced offerings or, you know, whatever. 25 to 55% off everything. I'm probably going to send an email out tonight or tomorrow or something like that. Um, I think, you know, I don't think there's any way that I can be more accommodating without going against natural law and dishonoring nature because a workman is worthy of day higher. And equity demands performance. So, I don't think I, I, there's any way it can be more accommodating and, you know, to, to let you know, hey, it's time to re- rebuild your private estate, time to set up these entities, time to start your family business, time to start moving, starting to get life insurance, time to start getting these endowments, time to start earning interest and stop paying interest. Time to change your life. 
trying to reestablish your foundation. So let me help you. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. It's the reason why I do this. I want to see y'all feeling better, living better, loving better. It's, it's a deep, deep drive of mine, deep mission. And I will be able, you know, to get it done. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep pushing. And I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to keep speaking that truth. You know, speaker of truth, seeker of truth. I'm out here. So I appreciate y'all checking out, you know, the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. Like I said, if you would like to document, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Y'all enjoy yourself. You have a great week ahead of you. All types of opportunity in front of you. Make sure that you acknowledge, appreciate, and accept those opportunities. And take care of yourself. Make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you love yourself. Take care of your peoples. Stop, stop flipping on people that you care about, man. Makes you feel weird and on your side. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I feel bad when I be just snapping and stuff. We, we've lived a rough enough life. It's time for us to be happy every day. So enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. You deserve it. But you're only going to get it if you put in the work. So, you know. I got your back. I know you can do it. I believe in you. I believe in yourself. Begin to start. But you know, start. You got to believe in yourself. Believe and then begin, and then you'll become whatever you believe you'll become. And that's the power. So recognize your power. Take your power back. Make your choices. But like I said, most importantly, enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of your people. Make sure you say 10 things you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight, and I'll catch you next time, next week, same spot, High Frequency Radio Network, the foundation. We're going to do it all over again. Peace to God. We're going to stand all the way live. High Frequency Radio.